This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Give us your tips to beat the heat when it's a real hot and humid day. What are you doing to stay cool? I will say it's gorgeous out there today. Uh, But, you know, the... the, It's going to get hotter. The world is experiencing a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. And uh, I'm wondering what your tips are to um, beat the heat. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hello. 651 641 1071. That's where we're taking your calls. Um, I know why we're asking. Do you want me to tell you, though? Yeah, I mean, tell me what, what particularly, other than the fact that it's hot outside, got you thinking about it. So this. listen, I am a sucker for a good tip. So I saw this headline Mm -hmm. in my feed. I just beat the heat with a $2 roll of aluminum foil. Here's how. And I was like, I'm in. Um, $2? How do you beat the heat with $2? Did did she wrap herself like a baked potato? Well, I thought that might not be a great way to beat the heat. That That would would be be a way way to beat yourself with the heat. heat. Yeah, exactly. No, what she did... and. After I looked at it, I thought, I don't know. I don't know if I could. I Where, do a lot first of weird of all, things. What, are, what website was Tomsguide.com. This? Okay. okay, so it's, I don't know what it's that is. a guy is. named Tom, and he's got a blog, and it's his guide. Uh, and he uh, published this a day ago, riding out the heat wave in style with the help of aluminum foil. And it tells the story of a woman. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a woman. A person who realized that aluminum foil reflects the hot things and keeps them from coming into your house. Okay. So this person wrapped the outside windows of their home uh, on the direct, like the facing the sun, like the part that faces where the sun is at its hottest, wrapped it and duct taped it with aluminum foil, literally blacked out their windows with tin foil with tin foil or aluminium foil as the british would say thank you and uh duct tape and i thought to myself well first of all that's going to play uh wreak havoc on your paint job number one duct tape on your paint also it's going to be completely dark inside you will have absolutely no light so that's (laughs) depressing and also you're gonna look like the freak of the neighborhood well, yeah, that is for sure, unless all of your neighbors do this. I just, you know, and I'm not worried about the blackout thing. We we keep our blinds closed on the west side of our house um, most of the time, just because that, that, will, that will keep heat out. But I have, don't you think if this was like a winning strategy that homes would have highly reflective surfaces? That you could just close over your windows? Yeah, or, 
or your blinds would automatically just have that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, 651-641-1071. What's your tip to beat the heat? Well, this person said, well, my area managed, my area managed to reach, oh, where they live, managed to reach temperatures as high as 98 degrees. The rooms downstairs where the foil wrapped windows are have stayed below 77 degrees. I mm, I don't know. I, I guess it's going to depend on how efficient your home is, sure. And I think my question would be versus just a blackout curtain. Right? I don't understand. Yeah. But again, and, and then here's the other thing I thought. And I really did think about this because for a hot second I was like, <laughs> see what I did there? I thought, well, you know what? Uh, would it be so hard to try this ever? You know, just, you know, experiment. And then I thought about on a hot day because... You don't do this like the day before the hot day, or maybe you do. I don't know. But you're out there climbing around in the heat with aluminum foil, duct taping it. That's a hot experience. Yeah. Also, are you taping it on the inside or the outside? It's on the outside of the house. So it's outside the so, windows. Yeah. So again, and I'm looking at a photo now from this website, you're going to ruin your paint job. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a bunch of gunk from the duct tape. But and you're gonna also, be cool. Also, are you though any cooler than you would be with like shades? I don't know. That's what I don't so know. You don't get it. Yeah. Somebody who's done this needs to tell us. I will say, here's the only mm, example I can think of that's like this. Those things for your car windshield are usually reflective. Oh yeah. That's true. That's true, but why don't they make those for the home then? If it's that yeah. also, good at keeping the heat I would heat say out. put it on your roof because most of the heat's coming through your roof anyway. From your roof. Your roof is just sucking up all that heat because it's usually really dark unless you live in a hot climate and right. then you have probably a light roof. Well, this person did say that the upstairs was a lot warmer because, you yeah. know, heat rises, heat comes in from the roof. But that first floor where the, the windows were wrapped was 77 degrees. Oh, um, 20 degrees 77? That's not cool. Still hot. My house. <laughs> well, I'm I still mean, trying to wrap my head around the tinfoil thing. Don't wrap your head in tinfoil, no, Josh. do do that. We do that all the time, actually, on this show. Did anybody? Um... Uh, yeah, we've got Whitney on the line. Oh, good. Hi, Whitney. Whitney, what's your tip to beat the heat, Whitney? Hey, so not a tip per se. However, I there was a house in my neighborhood who did this, the tinfoil on the windows, and I will say, Colleen, you hit the nail on the head. They were definitely the weird house. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. See, that's the thing is, listen, <laughs> you're walking out in the neighborhood. Do, 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 do. Oh, look at what a beautiful house. Oh, somebody strange lives in that one. Like, you 100%. immediately know the house with tinfoil is, you're going to, they might be hoarding. We're not trick-or-treating there. For yeah. sure. For sure. Whitney, thank you for your Yeah, because you know they're thinking too much yep. about things. Yes, absolutely. Thanks Sometimes for thinking too much can actually be counterproductive. Right. Um, I will just say, here's my tip to beat the heat. Stay inside <laughs> and run that air conditioning. You know, I, I will say this has been a wonderful lesson in... Um, like why other places suffer so bad when you know it's hot out because we're all like why is everybody like going you know mad about how hot it is i mean i understand the global implications of this but i have learned a lot just watching the news on how other places are so ill prepared to deal with heat in a way that even we are more apt to deal with oh my gosh I, I'm sorry to take us slightly off topic, but I realized I never told you the story. And it has to do with 
us and heat, meaning Minnesota and heat. So my the the baseball tournament I was at last week, I was at two. I went from one was in Joplin, Missouri, and then one was in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. And the Joplin, Missouri, it was so hot. I mean, they were playing in like a hundred two two degree heat and it was humid. So it was just gross, awful. I don't know how they did it in those unbreathable costumes that my kid has to wear out in the field. Any whoosie whatsie. That's not why you called. So I'm sitting in the breakfast area at the hotel in the morning, eating my eggs, and there's we he plays with teams from all over the country. Sure. And there were a lot of teams that had come up from Texas. And so we're sitting I'm sitting in the breakfast area, sitting by myself, doing some work, and I hear this table, and they're clearly from Texas because they've got the accent. Yeah. And they're like, Hi y'all. Have you seen the 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 teams from Minnesota are here? I wonder what the weather is like there right now. Isn't it just probably cold? It's always cold there. <laughs> Yeah. And then they started to, they were like, oh, it's probably snowing. And then they were like, don't they have the weirdest accent? They probably listen to us and think we're weird too. And I'm sitting there eating breakfast. Like you're with like, I can earshot. hear you. We're not deaf. And finally, I just was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I wasn't a biatch. I just was like, <laughs> I said, actually, it's super hot and humid in Minneapolis. Uh yeah, we also think your accent sounds weird. And they were like, oh, and yeah. then they were, but it was so, we it's not always, hard of hearing. we can hear you we, we, and we can understand you. Although it did take me about six months to tr- be able to understand my fellow Texans when I first moved down there. Right. I mean, you acclimate to the way people speak in any given area, but I just thought the funny, the thing I always find funny is the perception that it is always cold in in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm like we people don't understand. We get the worst of both. I mean, yes. mostly the winter, but we do we do appreciate. And I will say, having lived in Texas for many years, we do get a fair amount of heat. The difference is we don't have. They have uh, in summer what we have in winter. Uh huh. Meaning they have as much summer as we have winter, winter. like the never ending. So. Oh. So, you know, they don't get the cold that we do at all, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of aggravating to think that Texas people think we have snow here. Oh, they just do, though, because like they don't care about us. Well, they think we're all Canada and or International Falls. Right. Right. Like they don't realize that it's a long state. Yeah, we're long. We go low. Uh, when we return on the Colleen, thank you for letting me tell that story. Oh, when we come you. back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, but wait, Bradley, there's more. There's more. Bradley Trainer has a new hobby. It is following following celebrity jets, and he's got more tidbits about the celebrities, I what they're doing, wait. and what they're wasting. When we come back after this on my talk 107.1. Oh, but wait, there's more on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey. Uh, we're talking about those celebrity jets. Remember yesterday we talked about Kylie Jenner and her 17 minute flight? Well, Bradley Trainer has mm. picked up a new hobby. Yes, spying on rich people. Yes, tell us all about it. Well, but wait, there's more. So now it's not just me, but everybody's getting in on the celeb jet fund. Remember, that's the Twitter handle that uh, follows, tracks. <clears throat> Excuse me, I just lost my voice. so choked up whenever you talk about rich people being rich. Uh, Seriously, though, it's just fun to call out rich people and their hypocrisy, I think, but also to just kind of snoop on uh, famous people's private jets. And you can do that on the Celebrity Jets Twitter handle, at Celeb Jets. Now, we talked about this because it went viral after Kylie took like a hot skip and a jump. Oh. Hot skip and a jump? 
hop, skip, and a jump? A hot, what am I trying to say? A quick trip. Yeah. That was like 17 minutes. Some people thought it was three and then it was 17. But she's taken 10-minute trips on her private jet, which costs thousands of dollars in jet fuel. And this account sort of like tells us the tale. So, for example, Mark Wahlberg just got off uh, a flight about 14 hours ago. That was four hours long. Costs about $14,000 in fuel. I will say I did not realize how expensive private jet fuel is. It's expensive. I mean, like, I, and you wouldn't know that, right? But that also explains why the cost of our tickets, our, our plane tickets, are higher. Oh, for sure. Right? Because when that's more expensive, then we're all splitting the cost of that, plus the staff, plus the, you know, everything, all the things. Exactly. And like for in their smaller planes. But like, for example, Oprah took a flight um, that landed earlier today that was only 22 minutes. It went from I don't know where it it must have been from one Hawaiian island to another. Um, You know, what's funny about that? Because we knew she was going somewhere yesterday. Remember, she had just taken off. Yeah, it was about well, she's taken a couple flights because there was an hour long flight. But then there was this like 22 minute flight. And even the 22-minute flight on Oprah's private jet costs like twelve to $1,300. So like even just that tiny little just bit of... Just for the gas. Just for the... Uh, yeah, again, that's just for the gas. That's not the cost of like the pilot and, you know, other costs you probably have to pay to land. I don't know. I'm not a, like fabulously wealthy person. But the Daily Mail is now in on the game as well. And they sort of uh, took that story of this Twitter handle and ran with it. And then they started calling out the hypocrisy of some of the people who are tracked on um, celeb jets, for example, Steven Spielberg. And then they started bringing up the whole global warming thing where, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg talks about how he's terrified of climate change. And people are like, well, if you're terrified of climate change, should you really be flying around Mm -hmm. in your private jet for thousands of dollars of jet fuel and burning all these carbon blabbity blues? You know, I ain't no scientist, but he's burning a lot of carbony things. (laughs) Um, And uh, when you could just get in a car and go or like maybe take a train or a bus or something else. Right. And while I don't think that celebrities are the like primary problem causing the issues leading to climate change, I do think it's important to like hold people, you know, like if you're going to say something about how you want to do something, then maybe like show us. You know, as one Twitter user pointed out, like, here we all are drinking with paper straws. Yeah, and you're burning all your carbon. <laughs> like, one 10-minute flight is going to burn more, you know, uh, carbon than our entire lifetime will. You know, it's interesting, because I actually remember a few years ago, without really knowing, you know, there was a lot of talk about carbon footprints. and Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. One of the people who speaks out a lot about the environment and it's a good thing, right? It's good to like raise awareness. But yeah. one of the people who talks a lot about the environment is Leonardo DiCaprio. And mm-hmm. he was being brought to task because he has a gigantic carbon footprint. Because again, he flies everywhere. Yeah. And I think, again, I, I think we're just sort of maybe meeting the moment again. But now we're looking at all the celebrities and asking questions about how they're living the words that they are saying with their mouth spaces. Also, did you know that Drake has a Boeing 727 for himself? All by himself? Yes, he does. Okay. I am just blown away. I'm trying to look to see if I can see how much fuel that thing burns, but like that's one dude. What's Kylie's jet? Because I. It's a small air. Okay, it is. I think it's an air. Uh, what do they call that? Because why did I think but... she had a real big Mm-mm. pink plane? Her Her private jet is pink, I believe. Yeah. But it's it's one of those um, like a Cessna or something. No, bigger than a Cessna. Yeah, the, there's a fancy name for the like little mini jets. Okay, but um, but but yeah, but it still burns like a heck ton of fuel. I just I hadn't seen until I was scrolling through the Daily Mail's article. The like you know you see all these little jets for like Steven Spielberg and then you see Drake. I'm like that's a seven. That's unbelievable. Uh, twenty seven. It actually looks like a 767, 1996 767. Wow. Oh, the Bombardier Global? No. That is that Okay, can I just tell you this? Cuz no, now that's... then you start to go down the rabbit hole of private jets and um the hourly price to use a private jet according to the Googs. Actually, it's according to compareprivateplanes.com on average an hourly charter is going to set you back $16,000. Oh, yeah. I'm not surprised because, again, if you look at fuel yeah. costs alone, you know, it's ridiculous. And then you're also paying for, obviously, the pilot and probably and like the rest of the staff, right? Somebody's got to be there to hand, wait on you hand and foot. Yeah, exactly. Kenny Chesney took a um, one-hour, 22-minute flight. That was $3,200 cost of fuel, five tons of CO2 emissions. I don't oh know what gosh. that means. But anyway, if you want to have fun tracking, here's the other thing. Despite like the whole carbon footprint thing, it's just kind of fun to be like... Where's this person at? And if you know, mm-hmm. based on the information from Celeb Jets, what their call sign is or their call things, registration mm-hmm. letter number things, you can look it up online whenever you want. And that is how paparazzi find celebrities. <laughs> when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. We have a name for those celebrities behaving badly. We over here, we call them D-Bags. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. You want to know who my D-bag is? Oh, yeah. I was trying to remember who's going what. It's yeah. me. I'm first. It's you. Hi. Uh, who's I your D-bag? I think I'm going to call it page six on this one. Sure. Because 
there's something I really don't understand. And that's this. I don't I feel like we're in a phase with Meghan Markle. You brought a story about this recently about like her being the princess of what's the name of their neighborhood? Montecito. Well, apparently they're in New York right now. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. And the headline in page six is Meghan Markle acted like a princess while dining at NYC restaurant with Prince Harry. And I thought, okay, well, she is. She she is. is. So she can act like that. But what does that even mean? Right. So then I was like, okay, okay, I'll be the judge. Quote, according to a source, she asked the people at Locanda Verde to have the entire inner outdoor courtyard, which seats 50 for herself and four people, including Prince Harry. And I'm thinking, okay, think about this with me. Yeah. That sounds assy. Yeah. Sure. Well, it sounds very richy. Right. But Richie Rich. Her, I bet that it was going to be a dinner with her, the two of them, and four other people. So, like six people. But remember, they've got security. They've got, there's, it's not. She just wanted a secluded place, and they, they probably come with some baggage, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, is that so weird? Anyway, the owners well, told her that it had been reserved for a birthday party, and they refused to bounce the party out of the space, so they told her she would need to sit inside, which she did. I'm like, okay, so she complied. Yeah, so she actually didn't have a problem. Right? She just asked for what she wanted. And then the source goes on Didn't to say... Didn't get it and then complied accordingly. Yeah. Wow. She's a total princess. What a princess. And then the source said that there were lots and lots of security throughout the restaurant. Yep. And they weren't in a private room. They were seated in the middle of a busy restaurant. Well, yeah, that's why there was security everywhere because they right? didn't have... Oh, my God. I'm like, what's the story here? Apparently... They're... Well, she's a princess, remember, because nobody's going like, he acted like such a prince. Right. Which also is not a thing. Do you ever hear anybody go, that dude acted like a total prince? Nope. No, because misogyny. Get Get used used to to it. it. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, ladies, Uh, do I have to explain everything? Yep. Thank you. Uh, anyway, so uh, the story goes on to say that they were told other patron patrons, patrons, I am a other patron, patrons, other patrons dining at the NYC hotspot that evening were informed that the Sussex's security team would ask them to leave if they tried to snap any photos of the royal mm-hmm. pair. I'm like, Seems... I think that's part of what the security is there for. Yeah, and while the world is an unfair place and I would be miffed if I was like, oh, seriously, you're going to come out in public and I can't take a photo of you. I, like, I'm not surprised. Right? Like, I think it's stupid, but I also am not surprised. Uh, the bottom line is they ended up going. They ended up having a great time. Everybody seemed happy. And I don't understand what the story was. No, the story. Oh, yeah. The story is most certainly an attempt to just make her look like a bitch, which is exactly what the media does on a regular basis, especially with her. It's so ridiculous. And also to just call her a princess when, in fact, she actually is right? the closest thing to a princess. I mean, technically, she's not right, but she's married to a prince. So what do you call that? I mean, we just call it a princess, right? And I don't think that the headline, uh, Meghan Markle acted like a total duchess. It just doesn't ring the same. Well, no, because we don't have any. Yeah. They're trying to make a point. She's a bitch. Yeah. And she's asking for the moon and uh, being unrealistic about it, which is absolutely not true. Because to your point, 
I mean, this is like a total celebrity move, period. How many times have people been bumped out of New York City restaurants before because a celebrity got a hankering for ravioli? Thank you. Right? They're like, oh, I just love the ravioli at La Conde Verde. I'm going to go down. Hey, Bob, can you give me the whole plan? Oh, sure. Get out! Yeah. And they're not calling them princesses. Yeah, no, exactly. But you imagine where people, I don't know if it's people inside the restaurant or somebody at the restaurant at this time is like, ooh, it's Meghan Markle. I bet somebody wants to know what she's up to. Right. I mean, trust. If I happen to be in a restaurant, I would be taking copious notes about what happened and then regaling you with them from noon to three. So I'm not surprised. But at the same time, it's like, come on, she's just doing what every right. other celebrity does. Right. And also, and also, she was nice about it. She I was could just have been say, like, if that's acting like a princess, I've got a thing or two I'd like to teach some people. Yeah, a princess would be like, I don't care that the fifteen people don't want to go. Get them out, or I'm going to leave a yeah. bad Yelp review. Right. And do you really want a Meghan Markle bad Yelp review? No. Do you know who I am? Yeah. Learn those words. And what was her name? But nobody's calling her a princess, Thank right? You. Reese Witherspoon. Thank mm. you. They're buying her books. I mean, do you, not to. I mean, this is a terrible comparison, but. Uh, do you know how many times The Rock like has restaurants, like high-end restaurants, cleared out just so he oh, yeah. and his wife can just sit down and have dinner? Like, no, this that's is nothing new. That's how you. That's how you celebrity. Yeah, I mean, that's you in the see, actual manual. You don't see like The Rock was a total, total princess. princess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he can be. Mm. I mean, you know, whatever floats his boat. But uh, the tabloids aren't going to go that way. Nope. Bradley Trainer, who's your oh, D-bag? Thank you for asking. So it's welcome. Robin Greenhill. Oh. Do you remember her? Yes, I do. Who's she, Robin Greenhill? Well, thank you for asking, Bradley. She is uh, the. I, I think you know she was like the assistant of the uh, the woman who's in charge of TriStar Entertainment. She worked for TriStar Sports and Entertainment. The woman you're speaking of is Lou, Lou Taylor. Lou Taylor, right? So, and they managed Britney Spears under her conservatorship. Yeah, Robin Greenhill was really the person responsible for Britney Spears' day to day, the management of her person. And um, she is my D-bag today because now the story I'm going to tell you on the surface is going to be obvious, exclusive over at page six. Former Britney Spears employee lawyers up ahead of court battle. Okay. And what ensues is a story about how Robin Greenhill recently retained an attorney. And um, she actually had attorneys retained, but more on that in a moment. Um, because, of course... We know that uh, TriStar Sports and Entertainment is under the eyeballs and the magnifying glass of one Matthew Rosengart, the attorney for Britney, representing his client following the dissolution of this conservatorship. Mm -hmm. And there are allegations that TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group, along with Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, colluded to, like, take advantage of Britney and control Britney uh, during the conservatorship, mm-hmm. right? So mm, shouldn't be a surprise that she's lawyering up because no. we're about to head into a deposition with Jamie Spears. It's possible that uh, Robin Greenhill will get called in to, to testify and d- be deposed. So she needs a lawyer. Okay, that's fine. Right. But the reason she's my D-bag is the lawyer that she retained. One of the lawyers, she actually retained two additional lawyers, David C. Sheeper or Shepper and Catherine Farkas of the oh. Los Angeles law firm Winston and Strawn. Now, these are her personal counsel, I believe, as opposed to her 
counsel that may have represented or may represent her in her business affairs mm-hmm. as an employee of TriStar. But they're representing her personally, which tells you that she's afraid that perhaps she's done something or concerned that perhaps they think she's done something personally. Right. Uh, you know, involving Britney Spears in the conservatorship. Well, you don't know this until I tell you, but one of those attorneys, David C. Sheeper, is involved and was involved in representing a client that we have talked about on this show. And it's what ki- it's who that client is and what kind of client that is that will tell you everything you need to know and will make your head explode about this case against TriStar Entertainment and Jamie Spears and maybe this Robin Greenhill. Okay. Mr. Sheeper, Shepper. It's mm-hmm. one piece, so I'm assuming that's Sheeper. That feels like Sheeper. Right? Sheeper? I don't even know her. Sheeper represented the Church of Scientology. Okay. And do you know what case he uh, represented the Church of Scientology in? Was it something against Leah Remini? Or. No, he was uh, defending a person or representing in the defense of a person by the name of Danny Masterson. <gasps> oh, no. That's nasty. So remember when the Church of Scientology was like, hey, uh, victims of Danny Masterson, you have to go through arbitration. Because yeah. you were a member of the church, and the church members have to do arbitration. Mm-hmm. Well, a court was like, no dice, mm-hmm. because they're no longer members of the church. They can take their matters to court. Mr. Sheeper was involved in representing the church during that uh, legal proceeding. And I thought, isn't that interesting mm. that she retains for her personal attorney mm. a guy who represented Scientology. Mm. Why is that interesting, Well, Colleen? because I, th- I think if this is where you're going, because um, Lou Taylor and TriStar Entertainment are also, don't they, like, have a church? They do, but also they're connected loosely with, um, or they have had, remember there was that the connections between uh, TriStar and... The Way Down Church, the yeah, Revenant. What was, what was her name? The Revenant? Revenant, Revenant sorry. Revenant? Revenant? No, yeah, that's, a, Revenant. that's a movie. The Remnant? No, it was The Remnant. What's uh, her name? Big Hair Lady. Gwen Shamblin. Thank you. Um yeah. Okay. Hold on. I gotta. I gotta figure out what the name of that church is because I can't remember. I could swear it was the Remnant. Remnant. It was the Remnant, Remnant yeah. Fellowship. Remnant Fellowship. Yeah. The Revenant is a movie. Yeah, that was with uh, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio. DiCaprio. Yeah, exactly. So um, good. It really was. Yeah, so there's like a connection to so that. So I'm like, oh, yeah. that's interesting. This just seems like it's gonna get real tinfoil hatty. Listen, I. How do we get on that beat? I want to be in the courtroom. I like. I want to see this all up close and personal. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to be any party to the deposition, but keep our ears and eyes peeled because I'm sure we will hear bits and pieces coming out of uh, the deposition room. May I just give a, a recommendation of a really good Instagram to follow when yeah. it comes to legal stuff? There's a an Instagram called... Um, uh, lawyers for Britney. Okay. And it's run by actual lawyers. And so they have access to... Um, like they know stuff. They know stuff and they have access to documents and then they'll explain it in a way that makes sense 
to a lay person. Um, so anyway, as you're following this, if it interests you, if you are at all as curious as we are, um, that's a great follow on Instagram. Their Instagram stories are always chock full of information. Looks like they have a um, Twitter account, too. Oh, great. Lawyers for Brit. Oh, well, look at that. I'm going to go follow that right now. Now, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I've got another D-bag. Yes, double mm-hmm. We're going to tell you who it is when we come back after this. This is the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. And uh, we had an abundance of D-bags today. Oh, great. So we're going to do a D-bag double down. Let's do it. Yes, Alec Baldwin. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. When? Oh, he is. I mean, he's like Hall of Famer. Big time. But this. OK, so there's a lot going on in this uh, article in page six. Um, apparently. He did an Instagram video on Sunday and answered a question. This is a uh, Gwyneth Paltrow move, answered a question that nobody asked, which this is a thing that Gwyneth Paltrow yeah, does all the time. She's sure. like, I, you know, just an answer to your question. Nobody asked the a question. A lot of people have been asking. Nobody's asked. So Alec Baldwin wants to set the record straight on why he and his pregnant wife, Hilaria Baldwin, have such a large family. Um, I great. Mean, I mean, okay. Didn't ask, but sure. Super didn't ask. People comment on how many children we have, and they ask why. This is why. <laughs> okay. He said, the thing is, and the thing in this life that matters most to me are these people. He's talking about his kids. His toddlers uh, are wearing, um, like, puppy outfits, like puppy onesies in this video. And he's like, some kids want to be superheroes and royals. My babies want to be puppies. Okay, whatever. What? It doesn't matter. Like, essentially, what he's trying to say, I believe, is like, we have so many children because it's because we love them or something like that. Okay, and great. Fine, fine. But here, as I started with in this conversation, I don't think anybody really was asking why they have so many children. And this is a thing that. Alec Baldwin, I we call her Hillary because that was her given name, Hillary Baldwin, um, fall into the trap of all the time. I call it the preemptive defensiveness, which is where they're defensive about things that nobody's critical of. Yeah. And actually, honestly, they're not even responding to the things we actually are critical of. I will just leave that right there. Like, for example, I don't know. For like example, interviewing Woody Allen, yeah, on your Instagram like live. Uh, apropos of nothing. Oh wait, maybe to 
uh, further his career, but, you know, not a surprise. Right? So, like, they're they're not, they don't defend or, or they're not defensive about the things that maybe we actually are critical of, but they're getting real defensive about things I don't think people are criticizing. Well, I'm sure there are, right? Or there are people who say, like, why you have so many kids? I mean, in the same way that, like, if I... You know, walked out of my house with a Band-Aid on my nose. Mm -hmm. People would be like, and I just did that the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, People would be like, what happened to your nose? Like, people are just observational in that way. Yeah. And it's one of my, you know, least favorite things about humanity is we just kind of like go, what's that? Yeah. You look tired. You know, like oh, how I people just that. observe things. <laughs> See, now I'm bitter. No, but it's true. People but, are people, but but it does it doesn't it does doesn't not require necess- a response. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean it's a judgment. You, it literally is just noting what is in front you, of you. And you don't owe people a response. Now, if you choose to respond, then I would say, and if you choose to respond, and here's wherein the magic lies. If you choose to respond as a public figure and you choose to do so on your social media, then it then we're on your territory and at your beck and call. And so now I have to ask myself, what is it that you're trying to accomplish by doing this? So what is he trying to accomplish by doing? Well, this? I, you know, if I had to guess, I would say that he's they're doing what they always do, which is trying to show that they're unique in some way. And I just want to say, like, I don't actually like there are a lot of big families in the world and i'm not saying that they're not unique or that there also, aren't certainly stories very, to tell but like i you know that's like it's a it's a personal decision and i i need have no more opinion on the matter and don't really other than the fact that we talk about this as a topic on our show but like i don't have an inherent opinion about people who have lots of children I might go, oh, that's not something I would do, or, oh, I bet that's a lot of work, or, gosh, how do you manage that? But then I think to myself in the terms of Alec Baldwin and Hilaria Baldwin, a.k.a. Hillary, like, these are two incredibly privileged, resourceful, resourced uh, people. So, like, if if I were going to go, wow, how do you do that with so many kids? I'm not asking Alec Baldwin that no, question. No, because they're not because dealing with the same life that the I'm rest of the world is. I'm going to ask the person who, you know, is living uh, and working, you know, two minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. to, like, keep food on the table. Yeah. Um, don't even, I'm just not going to go down the... Just stop me. Right. No, but truly, you're right, though. I'm not talking to them about this because I don't care because it's a privilege for them and I'm grateful for them. Yes. But I just don't know that that's worthy of a conversation because I feel like you guys have it figured out. So good for you. Yeah, have at it. And and do you. But the other piece of it is I think what this is all about is trying to like... They that this is a branding tool for them. Yeah. This whole big family business, that's a branding tool for them, and so that's why they're sharing it on their it's, Instagram. It's also a humble brag that that takes the attention away from the actual person who died on the set of his movie, or the role of one Alec Baldwin in mm-hmm. the shooting death, yes, of, of a coworker yeah. on the set of a movie, exactly. which, by the way. Has not been resolved. Exactly. Now, I do, I really quickly with the remaining time we have, I just have to pick at this thing that apparently Hilaria, Hillary, as we call her, um, said in March of 2020 in Us Weekly about her stepdaughter, Ireland Baldwin, who's the daughter of Kim Basinger and yeah. Alec Baldwin, yeah. who by all accounts, Alec Baldwin does not have a good relationship yeah. with. This is what she said, you know. Because, again, I love that Hillary loves to give us parenting advice. She's like, 
She was asked about her really her strong relationship with her stepdaughter, and she said, "I never tried to be her mom. I just think it's really important. We're just like girlfriends." And I'm and like, you know, nope. Ireland does not believe that for a second. No, she's like, also, that lady drives me nuts. Twenty four to the seven. I try to avoid. Her. Also, <laughs> there is a role as a stepmom, and it is not necessarily to be their girlfriend. Very sim- similar to how it is not the role of a mom to be a girlfriend. I mean, there is a role for that. Well, also, she doesn't live in their house. No, she's not, it's not like Hilaria is raising her as a stepmother. Yeah, I just I don't know that I that what that I will whatever I'll judge her. There, judge but, her you know, for what I don't, I care. don't know. I just I just judge her for you know the again like the her the fact that she I think she truly believes that she as a mom has the keys to parenting that everybody needs, right? Like, yeah. and I don't know, I guess maybe in some way we all do that a little bit, but I, she just bugs me. That's all. What bugs you about her? How do you say <laughs> cucumber? I don't know. I just think she is, I just, I think she is a person who wants to be something, but doesn't have any talent. Okay, so now we're getting to the real thing. You think she's a talentless hack. Well, no, she, yes, I do. I just think she's like, uh, she's. this is an opportunity for her to be famous, and she is loving it. I think, talent aside, because I'm not sure what talent we would be judging anyway, but talent aside, I would have to say it's clear she is the kind of person who believes that she is mm, I just don't have all the words and look the time is running out no that not that she's special but that she is enlightened in a way that the rest Uh, of us are not mm -hmm. and should be financially rewarded for it in a way that I think other people are more capable of and should be more rewarded for you see that was articulate and I just was letting my feelings get in the way feelings are good man feel them you know what I'm feeling like? Asking people, what you watching? 651-641-1071. What you watching? That's what we're talking about next on My 1071.